Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Politics. Okay, well, I'm going to lead off today by talking about churches being burned in Canada. Will the arson come to our churches in America? It appears as though 24 churches in Canada over the last few months have been burned in one degree or another. And while the issue is murky in regards to past abuses by some of these churches, and there's probably some heretical error based on some of these Anglican and Catholic churches, nevertheless, the burning of churches should disturb anyone and everyone, whether you're Catholic, whether you're Christian, whether you're irreligious or of a different religion, burning somebody's place of worship down is extremely disturbing and also very disconcerting, to say the least. So I want to say that this type of activity by what I've, what I've heard, the, the ultra-left lunatics in Canada, and there's no nice way to say that, um, such as the Antifa types down here in America, would conceivably do the same thing especially if they think, you know, that we're Nazis against LGBTQIA, RSTV, WXYZ community. And such an, you know, such uh, matters such as the transgender and, you know, issue and whatnot, they'll just say, well, hey, you're, you're so discriminatory, we need to burn you down. Now, I know it sounds a bit extreme, obviously, at this point, but hey, they've been burning police stations. They set up their own little country called Chaz last summer over in Seattle. Who's to say that churches won't be in their eye of their targets next at some point? I'd say give it time. Um, and even if you concede in Canada in the case of abuse and whatnot, you know, this type of extreme rogue vigilantism is nothing, you know, is another form of lawlessness. You know, we are never to be vigilantes. You know, scripture clearly teaches us you leave it in the hands of government, which is God-ordained authority. Romans 13 and many other passages deal with that. We are never to take the law into our own hands, no matter who has wronged us. Um, we wait for justice to prevail. And if that doesn't even happen, God will deal with it one day. It's not easy pill to swallow, but it's never for us to take the law into our own hands. So for these people to do this, you know, it's kind of like similarly in, in a historical sense that, you know, people want to burn the or take down the Confederate monuments and other things of that nature. Well, you know, how, what does that got to do with today? But, you know, somehow we're being punished always for the collective sins of, of ancestors and which kind of leads me into another topic here of fascism. Fascism and authoritarianism is running amok. And Dr. Fauci went on PMS, NBC, I'm sorry, MSNBC, and said that if for those who don't get the vaccines or, or have hesitancy, they need to get over it and just do it or else. And I'm like, Whatever happened to choice, whatever happened to conscience, whether it happened to people's abilities to, you know, make medical decisions in the privacy between them and their doctor, 
their or their fa- within their family. But instead, now we must do things in the most rogue authoritarian belief and conform. Shut up and obey, as Tucker Carlson often says. And it's crazy. To me, it's absolutely insane that people don't have any respect for disagreement. They have just gross intolerance now that whatever society from on high comes down with, we must agree with and conform or else. I mean, this is just a reversal, you know, inverse of what Cuba is trying to get away from Venezuela. The people are protesting. Oh, and I'm going to get to that. But instead, in America, we seem to be embracing that. And that's just that is extremely concerning. And the fact that people aren't enough people, I should say, are not rising up against this makes you wonder, although some are, to be fair. But, you know, it wasn't long ago that Kamala Harris, (laughs) nervous giggle and all, was during the campaign saying she wasn't sure because Trump was president if she was going to get the vaccine. But now that Biden's president, all is safe and the sun is, you know, illuminating us all in our souls. And so therefore the vaccine is trustable because Biden is president. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't pause. Stop pausing and laugh. The other utter rank hypocrisy is beyond the pale. Speaking of which. The Biden administration and Facebook are working together to censor and cancel anti-vaccine posts. Wow. All right. So this is just another extension of what I've been saying. If you don't, they want to cancel you. They want to do anything they can to subvert your message. If it goes against their narrative that vaccines are safe, they're fine. You better accept it as fact or else. Do as we say, not as we do. Who cares what the science actually says? We are the party of science. And science says it's safe because we're authoritarian science. Oh, I see. Well, what about all these, you know, time and for things to mitigate and show effects and different, you know, health concerns that may arise, such as the heart inflammation? Oh, that's just a rogue, like five people out of out of 100 million. Um, not exactly true, but you know, more cases under the age of 30 than they would like to admit. Even their FDA and the CDC's finally putting out a warning on one of the vaccines in regards to that. And also, here's the truth about vaccines. The vaccine, from what I understand, and I hope I can be corrected one day, does not protect you against the Delta variant. It only, this is the best pro-vaccine case I can make so far, is that it protects you against the severity of the symptoms of the Delta variant. It does not protect you against it. We have all these people who are getting, who are fully vaccinated, story after story, by the hundreds, who are getting the the, the Delta variant. Now, granted, they're not as hospitalized. You know, you know, the most of the people who are hospitalized are unvaccinated. Those terrible criminal sinners. I'm I'm sure now there maybe we shouldn't treat them then you know because they made such a horrible choice. I mean, do we punish people because they're overweight because they've ate McDonald's too many times in their life and say, well, if you hadn't done that, you know, you wouldn't be having a heart attack or stroke. I mean, this is ridiculous. You know, even if you take the premise that people should get vaccinated and it would protect them, 
do we do we want to ostracize and punish them? Such as I heard Geraldo Rivera said the other day, they shouldn't be allowed to work. Really? Wow. Does the end of Revelation 13 sound familiar to anyone? <laughs> Can't buy or sell without the vaccine 666. Oh, okay. I shouldn't equate it to the Antichrist, but I think it's a foreshadowing. Honestly, these people are so militant about it. It's incredible. And they have no shame. I mean, what is it with them that they think they're not only they think they're right, they're authoritarian to the right about it. And if you don't agree, we're going to just force you to agree with us and we're going to just ostracize you. You know, Gail King of CBS said the other day she wouldn't allow unvaccinated relatives to visit her. Like, oh, my goodness. You know, the vaccine thing is taking over for Trump. I just realized that. I had an epiphany while on air right now that, you know, you can't associate with people who voted for Trump. Well, you can't associate it with people who aren't vaccinated. I mean, we're going to have vaccinated states and unvaccinated states. What is next? Oh, speaking of what is next, door-to-door vaccine checks by government employees. So you have your friendly government employees. You know, Ronald Reagan used to say, the, and I forget how many words this is, so I don't want to get it wrong on air. The most dangerous sentiment that you can ever hear is from someone from the government saying, hi, I'm here from the government. I'm here to help you. Well, we've got that now with your friendly, forcible, smiling, doting, bureaucratic government agents going around in mass to various neighborhoods throughout the throughout America saying, have you been vaccinated? Don't you want to get vaccinated? Don't you get your vaccination <laughs> or else maybe we'll find a way to lock you up. Maybe we'll find a way to get you fired. Maybe we'll find a way to ban you from going anywhere. We'll set up things with Walmart and other corporations that you cannot shop or go. Anywhere. You're isolated in your home. You can't eat. You can't drink. You can't do anything. We'll deny you social security check. We'll do whatever. Okay, I'm exaggerating. I, this is a bit of hyperbole. Granted. But I'm telling you, I mean, what kind of restrictions, though, are they going to put on on all seriousness? I mean, these people are just bonkers. Well, sounds like Cuba, right? That's why we got freedom protests going on in Cuba. Freedom protest in Cuba. Authoritarian regime there is cracking down, cutting off electricity, cutting off the internet, and doing what they can to suppress the people. And somehow, it's the embargo that has caused the problem, according to AOC. And America's to blame. Similarly, Black Lives Matter, who back in the late 2016, when Fidel Castro died, mourned the death of this benevolent dictator who murdered people who sent his goons out like Che Guevara, who people wear his shirt all over the place like he's some sort of hero and icon. The guy was the equivalent of someone in Nazi Germany with the gas chambers or the ovens, I should say. And and just, but you know, in degree, he just lined people up and just machine gunned to death. If you didn't go along and do what they told you and go along with the revolution, hey, we're going to kill you. But he's a hero. He's a Wonderful person. Hey, at least they got great literacy rates there. <laughs> and at least, you know, they've got a wonderful healthcare system, according to, to wonderful, unbiased document filmmaker Michael Moore. 
Really? It's amazing what these people do. But, you know, the people wanting freedom. Hey, I, I got to tell you, it would be we ought to at least send and I'm going I'm going to sound radical here aid for freedom fighters to go in there and take this country over seriously. But I know they aren't going to have the gumption or will to do it. They say, well, we got no national interest in blah, blah, blah. That's, you know, I can hear even some conservatives really balking at that. So basically there, nothing's going to get done because the people don't have enough uh, wherewithal or power to rise up and deal with this. So I just think it's absolutely um, disgraceful the way the Biden administration, AOC, um, others have responded to this by simply diverting attention, you know, from the actual issue of people wanting freedom and not protesting against, you know, not getting enough vaccines, which don't protect you, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast. But nonetheless, I'm going to move on to the racial arsonist in chief, President Joe Biden, is going on. All, breaking out all the stops to make sure that all Democrats, especially black people, continue to vote with 90 plus percent loyalty to the Democratic Party. So what does he do? He tells it's the worst. These voting bills from these various Republican states are the worst things since the Civil War. This is Jim Crow 2.0. So let's examine these bills. Most of them have expanded early voting days and hours. That's number one. Number two, the criminal thing that's Jim Crow 2.0 is requiring all people, not just black people, to get an ID to show, to prove it, to vote, to and also for absentee ballots. They also want to restrict the, the drop boxes, drive-through voting. They had 24-hour Burger King-like drive-through voting in Houston, Texas. And that's why the Texas Democrats fled with a case of beer. Miller Lite on their way in a private jet paid for by rich DNC donors like George Soros types to Washington, D.C. But that was okay. You know, it's just, honestly, it is pandering based on complete non-reality. But since we have a bevy of low-information people in this country, they'll believe it. They're gullible. We have a lot of gullible suckers in this country that'll just say, oh, you know, it must be terrible. I mean, if enough people say it, it must be true. <sighs> sad, sad, sad. So nevertheless, they know in 2022 they're going to be in danger, losing the House, maybe even losing the Senate. So what do they do? They make sure they galvanize black people. Charge! Vote! Find a way! Because they're coming out against you by requiring you to have an ID because you're too stupid to get an ID. Or if you're in the rural community, as Kamala Harris says, which, by the way, most of them vote Republicans, so it doesn't make sense why she'd say this. But nevertheless, she says in rural communities, I guess she's referring to the black people who live there, that you can't get access to Office Max or Kinko's to photocopy your ID. Never mind that people don't have cell phones everywhere now. Never mind that you know, they've made it easier to vote without having to do that. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it is absolutely astonishing. Nobody has technological access in these other places, apparently. Because, you know, it's so problematic that people who live in the rural areas, that they're back in the Stone Ages. They probably don't have electricity, running water, indoor plumbing, or even Christmas. Well, 
I had to add my four, five, six, seven cents to that. So Jim, I'm sorry, Joe Biden is doing everything he can to make sure we're all vaccinated by force. The synopsis of what I'm saying is that, and then black people vote Democrat and stay helpless, destitute, and wait on that government check, that three, six hundred or nine hundred dollars, depending on how many kids you have for the next six months. You won't get your income tax credit or you may have to pay some of it back. I'm not sure all the devil's in the details on that, but you get your money now. But see, also it's to create, like Gavin Newsom running in California, this fostering of dependence. Whereas you can simply get your your check and you'll vote Democrat. I mean, hey, look where the money comes from. You want your check, don't you? In fact, they're even doing a bare, guaranteed basic income for pregnant women, I've heard, in California. I pivoted off to another topic, but it all relates. I mean, it's all the goodie bags until it runs out or it gets rationed. I mean, this is what they promised in Cuba, right? They promised all these grandiose things. And then they get mediocre results at best. And then you have authoritarian rule, which is much, much worse. And you lose all your freedom. And you surrender to them. And if you don't go along, it's shut up and obey or will lock you up and make your life miserable. In America, they aren't going that far yet. Of course, of course not. Like Jen Psaki said to Peter Ducey the other day at Fox News about spying on people on Facebook. We don't cancel anybody, she says. It's almost like she diverted it. They do it, but we order them to do it. She didn't come on and say that, but that's what she implied. I mean, we all read between the lines. you got a public utility company. I'm sorry, not FPL, but Facebook operating on a federal scale with the is another extension arm of the Democratic Party while claiming they're not biased. Uh-huh. Who believes that? Stand on your head. It's amazing to me. Absolutely amazing. What's one of the answers to one of these problems? Well, one of the answers to the problems is Jason Whitlock took out a column in The Blaze. Jason Whitlock used to work, I think he now has left Fox Sports, but he was working for ESPN at one point, and he bolted because they were becoming so woke. He was ahead of the curve on this issue. And he said the only thing we need to do is replace what can be achieved to repl- get racial, I shouldn't even use the term, ethnic reconciliation is biblical scripture. And that can be more true. There is nothing more true. Galatians 3.28 is just one of a number of passages. Acts 17, 26, one blood, but I got to tell you, Galatians 3, 28, there is none. We're going to have to lose our race. I'm not coming to you, speaking to you as a white man. We don't need to come at each other as a black person, a white or Hispanic and bring all our identity in. No, our identity is lost, but it's, it's in Christ. If you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, look, I'm going to tell you from a logical standpoint, otherwise you're going to keep having this factionalism. If you say, I'm going to hold on to my group. No, you need to lose your group. You need to lose it in Christ and realize, you know, even if you happen to have less melanin, more melanin, medium melanin, it don't matter. Or if you're a member of a certain ethnic group or nation, no, all that doesn't matter if you're in Christ. And that's the bottom line. I want to thank you for listening today. We have spoken about politics and so much more.